There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Aaron Bragone is a Navy veteran, stand-up comedian, personal trainer, and online fitness coach. Although humour has always been a huge part of his life, fitness has helped him through every painful moment. He lost over 100 pounds before joining the Navy and developed an active lifestyle that's given him positive tools to turn to whenever he needs them. Aaron now coaches others to do the same with their lives. I hope Aaron's story helps you too. Welcome, Aaron, to the Ethical Evolution. Thank you for having me. Now, Aaron, for those people who haven't heard of you and don't know who you are, can you go ahead and tell us? My name is Aaron Bergoni. I lost over 100 pounds. I'm an online fitness coach, stand-up comedian, and I'm here to be the best version of myself to show other people how they can improve their lives. Now, uh, being a stand-up comedian, I'm, I'm hoping for some laughs uh, today, so let's see how we go. Uh, but you're also a, a Navy veteran as well, right? Right. And you did uh, three uh, deployments. Yes, I was deployed three times in my last deployment. I was in the Arctic Ocean for eight months. So how did you find your time in the Navy? Um, well, we had a lot of downtime and we had a lot of time where it was nonstop, you know, and anytime anything went wrong, I, I turned to fitness. I'd get my push-ups in. I'd get my body weight workouts in. Um, There's over 5,000 people on the aircraft carrier. So it's very crowded and very loud. Mm-hmm. All of the time. Mm. So uh, now, now tell us about how uh, you got so overweight. Um, so I come from a family of addictions. My older brother is—he's um, a heroin addict. He's been in and out of prison. Um, he has warrants out for his arrest right now. My sister is an alcoholic. Uh, my dad is an alcoholic, and I always was looking for something to turn to. And I, I developed a really unhealthy relationship with food. Whenever I got sad, I ate. If I was feeling depressed or anxious, I ate. And before I knew it, you know, I was covered in stretch marks. I was really stressed out and I couldn't believe where I was. And I think it's just coming from a, a family with, you know, addictions and not knowing what to turn to and who to talk to and what to do when I had all of these things going on inside of me. Mm. So for you, it was it was like the norm. Everybody had an addiction and you, you just had a different one to everybody else. Yes, it was really interesting because I didn't even know like what anxiety was or depression was. I just thought that I was, I just thought that this is how people operated. You know, I thought it was normal to 
eat $40, $50 worth of McDonald's in a sitting. I thought, I thought it was normal to smash and break things whenever you got upset. You know, mm. I thought that was the normal. And, it, you know, it turns out it wasn't. Mm. So, I mean, where was the breaking point for you? Where, where did you, you know, find that that wasn't the norm and that you could actually change things? Um, so I remember I was at the gym with one of my buddies. Um, I just randomly went with him. He was in shape. And I stood on the scale and it said 300 pounds. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was literally in shock. It was the first time I was on a scale in a really long time. And I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that I had seriously gotten this big. I decided uh, from that point on, like I, I had to cut a lot of people off. I cut a lot of people out of my life and it became my absolute obsession to get this weight off of me and just to start a new journey from there. That's how it all began. Mm. And you, you, you were saying that you've cut a lot of people out of your life. I mean, obviously you get in, you know, groups of people that often go out drinking or, you know, out to restaurants and all that kind of stuff. And it becomes a habit, doesn't it? You know, that every weekend or, or sometimes for some people it's every night, um, that those people influence your behaviors and your habits. Oh, 100%. It's, I, I don't think you have to learn how to take care of yourself before you put yourself back inside those environments. So I always tell people, you know, you got to you got to build yourself up. You have to rebuild yourself from the ground up and learn how to say no to people, because all of these people around you that you love and you look up to, you know, they get upset when you don't want to go out with them, when you don't want to do drugs with them, when you, when you don't want to overeat with them and you feel guilty. You feel like you're doing something wrong to the people around you. And that's I think that's the biggest thing that people need to learn is you got to take care of yourself first. And once you do that, you can go back and you can help them. You can help all of them. Try to show them the way. Go go back for your brother. Go back for your mother. You know, but it all starts with you. It all mm. starts with you. Which is, you know, the whole the whole premise of this uh, podcast, you know, the change begins with us. And um so so how's it going with your family at the moment? Are you still in touch with them or um no, I mean, I'm not in touch with them. So I, I have my older brother. I always think of him. Um, I always think of him for motivation. You know, I, I mm. want him to see me doing good. And that's honestly one of the biggest sparks. I think of him when I wake up in the morning. I think of him when I um, feel tempted to do something that I know I shouldn't be doing because I, I want him to know that I'm doing good and I want him to live a better life. Um, so I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, and the last few times I've gone back home. I've tried to see my brother, and he hasn't been around. I can't get a hold of him when I'm there. He's um, he's in a really dark place just with drugs. I know that he has warrants out for his arrest right now. Uh, I mean, it's only a matter of time. Mm. Um, but I saw my dad for the first time in the last five years or so, and it's so interesting to sit across from him um, just as an adult mm. and, you know, being face to face and seeing somebody that I was very intimidated by and somebody that I was scared of and seeing him as he's like taking his glasses off and he's shaking a little bit, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I, I just had to rebuild myself. That's all. So I, I don't have the best relationship with them now, but I know my sister is doing better. Um, she's not drinking as much and, you know, that's, 
that means the world to me. So I feel like I'm doing the right thing there. Yeah. <laughs> now, I actually just spoke to someone yesterday in New York um, who has a very similar story to you um, and uh, is now also a fitness coach as well. Um, and he, you know, got out of drugs, drinking the whole lot and um, has turned his life around and is now helping others. And he also does food rescue at the same time. So it, I, I love speaking to people where they take pain and turn it into purpose. So they not only heal themselves, but then they help others to do the same. So one thing that comes through in these discussions is, you know, we need to heal what's on the inside before we can have that external transformation. Um, how did you tackle the demons in your head? I mean, understanding that, uh, I needed to get out of my current situation and knowing that I couldn't stop smoking. I couldn't stop drinking. I couldn't stop doing drugs. I knew that those things needed to be out of my life. I knew that this is where it starts. If I need to get out of this current situation, I have to learn, um, how to shut down all of these things. I've, I've eaten food so many times where I've eaten myself sick and I always regretted it. Mm. Every single time I've regretted it every time, but after a workout, I feel good. I've never left a workout where I didn't feel proud of myself. You know, I didn't feel like I didn't just accomplish something. And, um, I became obsessed with taking positive action. You know, whenever I felt a little bit anxious, I knew that I needed to go on a run. Whenever I felt sad, I would uh, bust out some push-ups. It was just, it's, it's who I became. That's where it all started. Mm. So, I mean, having those feelings of anxiety because I also couldn't sleep at night. I knew if I went running for three, four hours like a crazy person, I was going to go to sleep that <laughs> night. You know what I mean? You can't take that away from me. I'm going to sleep. It's impossible not to. I had too many nights where I couldn't sleep, too much heartbreak, and I thought if I was able to physically exhaust myself, I would be able to at least rest, you mm. know. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, again, it's that motivation for exercise, you know. Uh, we see things on Instagram where people are, are working out for the physique, uh, where nowadays really our motivation is more for our mental health because, you know, what it can do to our hormones and, and our mindset is remarkable, you know. Like instead of us, you know, getting in the gym and, and doing these things just for physique or for weight loss, that's not going to work. Like we, we've got to actually do it for the health of our mind as well. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's what it's for. It's mm. to feel better. Mm. It's to, it's to have something to turn to when everything goes south, you know, it's, it's, it's for all of the, those reasons. That's when um, the physical results will start to come in, mm. but it all starts mental. I work out to feel good. Every, I work out seven days a week. I work out seven days a week because I know after I work out, it's going to put me in a, a better place to handle stress. I'm going to be able to, to manage the day better. If I don't work out, I'm, I, I feel like I haven't worked on myself for the day. Mm. It doesn't have to be anything crazy either. Even just like a, a nice little walk, put some uh, book quotes, read a little bit. You know, it doesn't have to be go run 45,000 miles. I'm not, I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about get your mind right for the day. And then go, go bring yourself out to the world. You mm. know? Well, you know, it's a, it's about having a self care routine as well, isn't it? You mm-hmm. know, like some people, they wake up, they do meditation, they do journaling, they do all of these kind of things, they do yoga. Um, it's really just what works for you. But it's really about taking consistent action and making those habits. 
And I think that's another thing that I, you know, I speak to a lot of coaches and it's about our habits, you know. They are the things that bring us the results that we see. 100%. Mm. 100%. Our habits are going to make or break us in every way, shape, or form. When we get upset, what do we do? Mm. When we come home, how do we unwind? What do, what do we see in the kitchen? You know, when I wake up, what's the first thing that I'm looking at? Mm. You, know, you have to set yourself up for success. When I wake up, I make sure that, that I have I have my adjustable dumbbells right here. I have some quotes that I've written on, on my whiteboard right here. That's all going to make or break me. You know, and a lot of people don't understand how to live healthy because they come from such negative places. You know, they're around a bunch of broken and sick people. They wake up and they have these people latching onto them, putting negativity onto them, bringing all these problems, abusing them. And they don't understand that that's not normal and you don't have to live your life that way. And there's a big thing underlying all this, isn't there, Aaron, that it, it's boundaries, you know, like oh, yeah. boundaries with your family, boundaries with your friends, boundaries with your work, so that you can actually take care of yourself and not end up in the same mess everyone else is. Oh, yes. Boundaries, <laughs> you have to set boundaries, especially when you have any sort of goal. You have to set boundaries with your friends, with your spouse, with everybody. You. If you don't have boundaries, you're never going to be able to take it to the next level with whatever it is you're trying to achieve. You just can't. Mm. And a lot of people are, are so afraid. I think, honestly, with a big, a big problem with most people is they are, they're way too nice and they, they don't know how to set boundaries. They're way, they're way too nice because they're afraid to hurt the people around them. And they think that they're doing something wrong by taking care of themselves and they're not doing anything wrong. Exactly. Just – yeah. Yeah. Self-care isn't selfish. <laughs> it's it's actually oh. critical for for our own well-being, you know. Uh, now, you you help others to get out of a rut as well and to to get fit. Um tell us about some of the transformations that you're helping people make. Um well, first I like to just see what their habits are like, what what they eat, you know, how active are they? You know, how many steps are, are they going outside at all? I think just getting them moving in any sort of direction in the beginning is going to help them, you know, whether that's just going outside, getting some sunlight, um, eating right foods, teaching them to look at the ingredient labels, cutting out a lot of the processed sugars. A lot of people don't realize how much uh, fat that they're actually consuming or how much caffeine that they're actually consuming. Like they're, they're crushing four five, six monsters a day and wondering why they have anxiety. Um, (laughs) So I see it just goes with, with the habits. A lot of people just really don't know how much they've really set themselves up for failure. They, they don't see it. You know what I mean? I can go around a person that's really struggling for five or 10 minutes and understand that it's their habits that are causing all of these things to go, to go wrong for them. You know, I can see it. Um, but teaching them a basic self-care routine, you know, how, how the, I have um, workout routines that I give to them, stretching, um, how to eat, how to eat basic foods that are going to make them feel better. It's not about the look, how to ma- make them feel better to get good, clean energy to go out through the day. You know, I can't, uh, I can't preach just being physical and consuming healthy foods, how that's just going to change your life, you know? Mm. And, uh, so do you still do your, uh, your comedy standup? I do stand up. So um, right now I'm in school. I'm doing some personal training stuff and I'm knocking out my certification. Um, so this right here is an interesting sort of story. I, I, my brother would message me every once in a while and he would say, send me your stand up. 
send me the roles that you've been in. And I'd send them to him and I haven't seen him in years. And he would tell me how funny it was. And a part of me started to get really mad because I felt like I was just masking all of these people's pain mm. with like this crazy humor. And uh, it really was really starting to hurt me. And I said, until I figure out a way to have like a super positive message, I just need to focus on helping people because it's the right thing to do in my heart right now. And making these people laugh when they are struggling with addictions. It's not funny to me and I don't think it's cool. Um, so I need to focus on this right now. But I do love stand up. I love <laughs> besides that. I do love uh, how much it gets me out of my comfort zone. It's mm. never easy. It's always like the biggest challenge. There's nothing that you know, is a bigger adrenaline rush than standing in front of a bunch of people telling jokes and you don't know if they're going to laugh or not. Mm, exactly. And, you know, there's there's a real art form to it, isn't there? Because I can't, honestly, I can't stand stand-up comedians that just take the piss out of everybody else, you know? Like, mm -hmm. um, I, I like someone who can actually craft a story and actually bring that loop back at the end, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Who would you say is, is your favourite stand-up comedian? Oh, my favorite. I mean, I love, I love Tom Segura, you know, he's, um, he cracks me up. He just, he, he has funny stories. He's quick with it. He he always brings his energy. I mean, I've been following for a long time. I like his podcast, mm. Tom Segura, and he's, and he's not getting into any trouble either. He's not doing anything messed up. So. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, now, if people want to get in touch with you, Aaron, and find out more about the coaching you do and uh, actually work with you, where can they go? Uh, Instagram, Aaron underscore Bragoni. So I got my Instagram. I'm also on TikTok, Aaron underscore Bragoni. Excellent. We'll go and look you up there and uh, connect. Now, I've got the last big question for you. What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? Wow. I think... Um, Learning how to take care of yourself first, learning how to rebuild yourself as a person, set boundaries, create healthy habits, and then bring that person to the rest of the world. You know, I, you have to be the person that's going to help all the people in the world that you love. You have to bring that person to life. That's what these talks are about right now. You know, taking the initiative, telling our stories and being there for the people that are at rock bottom or maybe be just, just going through a difficult time, you know. Mm. And that really comes back to the healed humans heal humans, don't they? 100%. You, you can't heal anybody if you're broken. Absolutely. Well, I have loved every second with you, Aaron. Thank you so much for being a part of the Ethical Evolution. I had a blast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. 
I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Oh, welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that no, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.